0: Welcome to the Intentional Leaders podcast with Cindy Wetland. We're on episode 53. Got empathy because right now we all need more of it. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. I do a lot of teaching, training and coaching on emotional intelligence, and why it's so important to workplace effectiveness, because it's been correlated with higher performance, and absolutely improved leadership effectiveness. What I love about teaching emotional intelligence is when we get to the part on empathy and social awareness. And then some people are like, Oh, I'm really good at that. And some people are like, Oh, yuck. I'm not good at that at all. Empathy? No, I don't have that gene. And I think some of us are wired naturally to express empathy, to be aware of and be in tune with other people's feelings. Some of us, Mm. not so much. If you want to be an effective leader, and well, I think also a human being, you need to understand and strengthen your empathetic side. And this was such an elusive skill for me for many years. I didn't even know I was lacking it. I was so completely comfortable focusing on facts and data and logic and analysis and then emotions. Ugh, sounds pretty squishy and subjective and well, a little bit scary. I certainly wasn't raised in a household that we expressed our emotions and that it was nurtured or even discussed. And I'm not saying anything bad about my family or my parents. We just didn't go there. It wasn't part of our upbringing and probably, my parents either. I had to learn about empathy through trial and error. And a lot of times it was a lot of errors. My lack of empathy affected my relationship and I knew I had to learn it. And I did this through reading books or articles. I watched a lot of videos. I attended classes and through counseling for myself. Also personally, I really started to focus on this area to be more cognizant of it and to use it with others. And you know what? it transformed my relationship and also my relationship with myself. Social awareness is the ability to recognize and understand the moods of those around you. Reading emotions of others as we interact one-on-one or even in a group setting is so vital to effective communication and building trust. Ironically, I think right now in our world, both personally and professionally, we need this more than ever. At the same time, Our capacity to extend it to others is probably pretty compromised right now. It's interesting because everywhere I go, and I mean like (laughs) figuratively, because none of us are really going a lot of places, but a lot of people I talk to, they're emotionally drained. So, how in the world do we tap into empathy for others, particularly if we're not wired this way to begin with and we're emotionally drained? Well, let's dig into this a little bit by defining actually what it is, but also what it's not. Because sometimes people think that empathy is agreeing with the emotions of others, and it isn't. I think sometimes we miss that important point. I mean, who hasn't been in a situation where someone else was experiencing something in particular, and we think, why is that bothering them? What is going on? And I think coming from a place where we don't really understand it, we somehow get that mixed up with agreeing with it. But empathy is not at all about agreement. It's about trying to understand the other person's emotions and the context around those emotions. It's also not about sympathizing with them, feeling sad or sorry for other people or pitying them. Empathy is about the other person's experience and caring about it, not judging it. If you want to improve your personal and social effectiveness, strengthen your relationships and increase your leadership effectiveness, build more trust by strengthening your empathy. It will go a long way. So you may ask, how do I do that? Today, that's why we're here. I'm gonna share some particular tips with you and some things to practice and avoid that will help you demonstrate more empathy immediately. First, we need to pay attention to the cues get really good at this, it's an excellent starting point. And that sounds like such a no-brainer. And yet look around you or observe yourself and you'll see how much we split our attention, how our eyes and mind wander from listening and paying attention to other people. Because maintaining eye contact is the key to noting facial and body cues. And those give us Invaluable information on others' feelings. But when we listen dichotically, meaning we're splitting our attention in any way, so think about your computer or you're on the phone or you're looking anywhere other than that person, we miss a lot of information. And this is at the heart of empathy because facial expressions typically last between half a second and four seconds and they involve the entire face. Some of these cues are extremely subtle. If you're not watching, you are missing vital information. Second tip, and this is also so important, is to keep our opinions to ourselves. Empathy is not about us. Our opinions, our examples, our stories can actually detract from a focus on the other person's experience. Our job when we're empathizing is to see their point of view without including our own perspective. It doesn't mean we can't eventually share it, but connect with them first, honor their feelings, their emotions, their story. Later, maybe we can share. It's also super important to avoid the very ineffective catchphrase that I still hear people say, which is, I understand how you feel. That's problematic for a couple reasons. One is because that can create a huge amount of defensiveness, and the other person can say, of course you don't. And can we ever truly understand how someone feels? If I was just coming out of a really difficult situation or discussion with my boss, or maybe I had to have a really challenging feedback discussion with one of my employees, can we really ever feel what the other person is feeling? No. Beside the fact that that phrase starts with what word? I. (laughs) It's the very opposite of empathy when we put ourselves in the beginning of the sentence. I understand. (laughs) I've been there. Oh boy, please don't do it. All right. Tip number three is identifying their feelings and paraphrasing their words. This is important in empathizing because we want to not only be there for the person, we want to demonstrate and communicate back what we believe they're experiencing, labeling those emotions and why we think they're feeling that way. There is so much research that suggests there's a lot of value in being able to accurately label emotions for ourselves and for other people. What happens is by labeling it, it allows us to more fully process that emotion to respond to it more constructively. But to make sense of it, we have to try to label it, which is actually harder than it sounds because based on some research by Brene Brown, and boy, am I a big fan of hers, people are typically only able to accurately label about three emotions sadness, happiness, and anger. And we know the spectrum of emotions is so much more significant than these three. There's a mindset, there's a skill set to strengthen empathy. And if you're looking to improve your skills, I want to give you a summary of things to avoid and things to practice. As I read through these lists, see how many resonate with you. What do you personally want to keep doing and what can you do more of? Or maybe there's something on this list that you need to stop. I'll start with the avoids first. We want to avoid judging, telling someone to calm down, which does not work. We also want to avoid advising, fixing, or correcting, minimizing someone else's experience, jumping to conclusions, belittling them for their feelings, interrupting or disagreeing, Consoling them, sympathizing, or educating, interrogating, and storytelling. When you listen to some of those words, they sound pretty bad, but some of those things we can say in a very kind way, but the effect is very damaging. Here are some of the best tips to practice. We already talked about paying attention to the cues, really making good eye contact, and keeping our opinions to ourselves. Others are being calm, listening attentively, demonstrating really open body language, giving people time and space if they need it, being open-minded. We have to listen for those feelings and listen for the why. We also want to pay attention to mixed signals. When someone says, and I'm sure you've experienced this, when someone says, I'm fine, and you know they are simply not fine, that means we have to dig deeper, observe those mixed signals, and pay attention to them. Also notice those fight or flight reactions. When people start to shut down or they want to escape or they start getting more aggressive or upset, we have to notice those things as well. That means something's triggering safety for them and we have to help relieve some of that stress and anxiety so that they can continue to share and they can continue to process We want to be able to mitigate some of that fight or flight reaction so people can continue to share constructively and effectively, and we can listen with an open mind and open heart. And the last one is, of course, demonstrating patience, because sometimes people aren't comfortable sharing their emotions, sharing the why, especially in a work environment. Oh my goodness, I hear (laughs) this all the time when people think uh, we're not even supposed to be talking about our emotions at work, are we? my answer, yes, of course we are. It makes a huge difference. And it makes a huge difference in terms of your leadership effectiveness to be empathetic. In fact, Oprah Winfrey has a, um, a quote about it. And she says, leadership is all about empathy. It's having the ability to relate to and connect with people for the purpose of inspiring and empowering their lives. Doesn't that sound awesome? In a recent class I was teaching on emotional intelligence, one of the participants shared that between our two sessions, she practiced empathy with her young son. And rather than her usual approach, she decided to try to label his emotion and understand his perspective. You know what he said? Mom, I feel like you're finally listening to me. And her emotion, joy and delight. Be that person. Be that person. Who really shows up, listens for someone else, has the patience, the intention, and the deliberate strategy to understand where that person is coming from. It will transform your relationships and it will increase the trust and effectiveness you have. And here's something super awesome for you you do not have to be born with it. I took a leadership 360 and I was scored over a 95 percentile in empathy. And I kind of chuckled to myself and I thought, hey, all that hard work, all that effort is really paying off. So if you're like me and you weren't born with that empathy gene, you can absolutely learn it. And also, if you are empathetic, oh, my goodness, boy, do we need you right now in work and in life. And speaking of empathy and when it's hard, let's talk conflict. Actually, let's talk about that in our next episode.